Welcome to Budo, the Way of the Warrior podcast. This podcast is a collection of historical and philosophical references, contemplations, lectures, and exchanges with David M. Valadez, his students, and guests. Podcasts are recorded on the mat at the Sension Center in Southern California and in studio. These podcasts are provided to cultivate the warrior on the way and to add light to their path. Any comments or questions? Yes. I found I wasn't sure if it was the spacing or maybe it was your shoulder flexibility, but with getting it sore on the body, I often found it coming down here so it was longer across my body rather than the compact up in there. Mm. You know, so let's say it goes with anything. So you're you are in and should be <clears throat> in a constant state of self observation. That, that is what, in essence, it means to follow away. If you're not in a constant state of self-observation, it's a hobby. So it's a self-observation, go a little deeper. Well, really, it's a self-measuring. Measuring against what? Measuring against a better you. Or measuring against a closer proximity to the way. So if you, in this case, you could go, uh, there's two me's, there's a less flexible me and a more flexible me. Which one's better? More flexible me. What most people do is they don't ask that. They don't ask which, one, which one's better. They're not observing themselves. Some people out of that group maybe they will then go, there's nothing wrong with me. The less flexible me is pretty good. Right? Some people will go, it's not my fault that I can't be the more flexible me. This is just how I was born. Right? This is just what society said for me. This is what my mom told me. I've been like this my whole life. This is not the way. So if you do observe, and if you think that is the case, if you think that's what was happening, then, okay, now go on and do something about it. Because the, the unsaid assumption of this measuring and this self-observation is that it, does not, it is not allowed to remain an intellectual exercise. It is geared in practice. And by practice... We do not mean to exclude a theorizing or an intellectual um, assessing, but we must always include an action. My body must move through space. And that is very important because in Japan, right, I don't have a mind-body division. Shin of Senshin, right? It's not just, you can't just talk about Shin Kokoro as just my emotional side, my inner side. No, it means your body. It means your body too. So oftentimes I will say your uh, heart mind or your heart body mind or I just say your spirit and you have to hang out here long enough that I know that I. When I say the word spirit, I don't mean like a ghost. 
I mean your emotional self, your physical self, your intellectual self, the entirety of your being, all your personal history, maybe even your past lives, that's your spirit. So do, you know, work on that, right? Our lifestyle, you know, depending on our work, it might be such that, oh yeah, I'm really tight in the upper back area. And so my arms are not as mobile as they could be or should be. And then more than that, right, if I'm, if I'm living life in such a way with no stress management, no stress reduction skills, and a poor worldview, those muscle groups are the most affected by the stress toxin, right, the stress hormonal release. And so you just have a, a kind of tightening happening all the time. That's where tools like the lacrosse balls come in. You, you can't wait if you're doing lacrosse balls when it starts to hurt. You got to kind of make a practice out of it, right? Something you do all the time. The lacrosse balls, the ma, those yoga wheels, the zafu behind your back, bridge pose, right? Open yourself up because you are daily. Because we are all being inundated with stress. So you have to always work on that. An easy one is just in the shower, right? Open it up. Use the hot water. Before bed, you sleep better when you open your chest up. Your breathing is much better. It doesn't take long. Yeah, you know, the, so the, uh, when you, when you pick a, when I pick a pattern, when I pick what we're going to work on, um, I'm going to start with, mostly with what I suck at. And then I'm going to look at uh, how can I get you guys not to do this better, but stop sucking too. So then the technique might change. The obvious one is we started out with Ito Ura yesterday and then went to the Pokinage, which, which mechanically, you know, mechanically is exactly the same, but architecturally is totally different. So here, I, just, I, I believe that one of the hardest things to do is measuring spatial harmony um, is very difficult to do. And I was noticing throughout the week that every once in a while uh, I was getting too close or too far. Um, and it became, I started noticing as we moved on to different weapon systems. So as we did the knife or we did the stick, right, I, as I watched in as us. Our, our group here, you could see, you're too close to hit with that stick. You're hitting with the middle of the stick, not the end of the stick. You're too far away, you actually missed. Right? 
you you did not step as far as you needed to so that when you shift your weight to the front leg, you have a displacement and a projection. These are all spatial problems. So the sword, one of the best reasons for training with weapons is that I have to sense um, uh, the proper spatial relationship in ways that are way more subtle. But are uh, also more, it's more important. So meaning, I can't really grab him forward or backwards. You, you get it? Because my sword is not going to stick a hand out, grab his sword, and put him in the right place, which is what we usually do, right? Rather than us moving in the right place, we push and pull them so that they are in the right place. And that's not martially viable. So the sword can't grab him. And, and that makes, if I'm too early, I'm too late, it's just glaringly obvious, right? Um, so this idea is very, is very fascinating to me that there, and very, very Japanese, um, there is a perfect place in the midst of their movement where I can do basically nothing and have everything happen. Do you, do you get that idea? And is that not, would that not be one of the criteria of our definition and understanding of mastery? It should be. So in this case, right, I could swing his sword around, right? But when you swing the sword around, you're not going to end up in the right place for a technique like Kodagesh. You see that? So at this point, I'm, I go, I want to I do spatial training. I want to find that, that zero point where nothing has to happen and everything does occur. But then you guys are like, yee right? And you're just swinging this damn thing around, not even trying for it. So as you, if you were, if you were, go back and reflect, when you tend con, you are not in the place of Tainohenko, the body-to-body -body relationship. So, and a lot of you just didn't care. So now when I go, okay, now you got to do Kodogash. How are you going to do Kodogash when you're in front, right? You get it? So that's when the instruction took on this other role where, and it does every, every time, right? Um, okay, now you, to, in order to get this to work, you got to be in this place. And then when you aim for that place, well, well now I can get that first technique to work. That's, that's what you're, you're sensing. And then you're, you can go back and go, wow, that was really difficult at first. And then was not so difficult at first. Well, take, take why, why that worked. You were in the right place. And we said that yesterday, right? If you're struggling to get something to happen, you're not in the right place time. You, you, you need to reassess. Don't, don't start the next rep and end up exactly when and where you were. That's just a wasted rep. Uh, on a similar vein, I noticed that <clears throat> after the weapons technique when we went back to the Kokoraki, um, on the Ukemi side, I was much more um, responsive and uh, my arm would, I, 
I was more connected to my arm yes. than to their feet. And yes. I felt like there would be no way, you know, that how sometimes they can come back and, and yes. hit you. And I just felt yeah. like, mm, that's no, it's not going to happen. Yep. I, I, I do think that weapons are an amplifier. So both for negative things, they expose them more, and then they give you a chance for the more positive. It's more noticeable. So it's a great correcting tool, a great correcting tool. There's so much bullshit that people do with body art um, outside of the choreography and the dressage you can that, that is prevalent nowadays. Outside of all that, you have entire schools that do not train at all in weapons. Okay, And you can tell this, the subtlety of this, of this my Uh, they get really close um, where, where, you know, a cop would go, no, no, no. That's just crazy, right? Anybody whose life depended on it would not get as close as you see some of these uh, Tachiwaza versions in the non-weapon schools. And they're, they're out there. Uh, question about the detail about how to find the hand. Um, you always say if you move in the right place, things are right there. Uh, what's the, can I find the exact and spot? Where is the detail on it? Can you find it? Uh, their hand? Yes. When you so were, their wrist. You mean. When you're getting your... Yeah. So I, it's already answered, right? Be in the right place. So the, where, am I, where am I strong? In my center line, right? So I have to aim my center line at what I want to grab. You get it? You don't aim with eye-hand coordination. Same thing goes with marksmanship. You you can you can you can aim, you know, with your just your sight picture. But if you learn how to align your body, right, and that that's what becomes second nature. Um, you're going to get a lot more hit. You always aim your body and your hands go to where your body is. Any last things? All right, one, one thing for me is please, when we go back to the first point of what makes it a way of self-observation, of measuring, right? And what was one of the things people do when they're not doing that is they have this sense that reality is happening to them. Musashi, the last treatise he wrote is titled Dokuzo, and it means the, the way of, of self-responsibility, the way of self-reliance. At first glance, that might be very daunting. You might think, it's going to be easier if I just play the victim and I blame what's happening to me on me so that everything that I do is reasonable. But if you go a little deeper, it does not work. What, what the way of self-reliance does is it gives you a chance, right? To not be victimized. So, Take this works for obviously you know career decisions relationships yes but we want to go deeper 
We want to go into moods. We want to go into um, my imagination. What is doubtable for me and not doubtable. So we just took, you know, those kind of intangible things that really make who we are. Let's just take moods. You are responsible for your moods. If you're agitated, well, let's do it. Is that part of the way? A triggerable son of a bitch? No, it's not. You are a lesser you. Whose fault is it? Yours. You're depressed. You're undermotivated. You're afraid. Hey, own up to it. Then do something about it. What does that mean? Well, while not excluding an intellectual assessment, I must move my body through space. That's why we don't allow excuses in the dojo. No excuses. We don't want to hear your rationale. We don't believe it. What has manifested is just one manifestation of an infinite possibilities. It is not your destiny. It is what you did and did not do. So that customary is height sensei. It's not for me. Truthfully, I can't stand when you say high sensei, but deep down, you're, you're nowhere near where I want you to be. Truthfully, it kills me. The hypocrisy is too much. I feel like, you know, it's kind of an exaggeration, but sometimes exaggerations bring us the best insight. It's very much to me like when my enemy tells me they love me. Like, now you really fucking, now you, you went too far, fucker. The hypocrisy, you like, you want me to be that join you in this hypocrisy? Fuck no. I like you better when you tell me you fucking hate me. But the high sense is for you. That you get used to stop that discourse of this is happening to me. And start a discourse of what did I do and did not do such that this is where I am now. This is who I am now. That is what you want. That is the way. It might be as simple a transformation or, or a, a simple a practice development of, I'm going to stretch in the shower. But it might be some really big shit. And therein you see, well, what's your commitment? But I think if you don't at least get your, your moods to be on the table of this practice, then what are we doing? Right? It's got to be on the table. It has to be something that I am observing and measuring and strategically 
assigning the moments of my day to address according to the better me, according to a more proximal positioning to the way. I'll tell you in my in my own journey the real hard changes to make in that regard we you not we can't imagine them you can't because you're you think with them you live the world with them they're beyond your you know your obvious understanding of yourself. All the stuff you can think of that you go, oh, this, I'm going to work on this, that's the light stuff. That's the easy stuff. The stuff beyond your imagination, beyond your theorizing about what you find difficult for you, that, those are the nightmares. That's where the real work happens. That's the dark nights, right, of St. John. That's where you need to be. And everything you do in the dark night is going to be radical. There's no lightweight solutions. There's not. It's radical. So even things like your daily training and you might have some outsiders and they go, wow, are you going there again? They still can get it. Because it's just a schedule thing, right? It's lightweight. It's just a fucking schedule. And in the end, they can go, I guess they really like it. But you do something like uh, huge dietary changes like we talked about, right? They're like, oh, I don't fucking get it. Well, my diet keeps agitating the shit out of me and I'm, I'm showing up and I'm triggerable and, uh, right? And they're just sitting there. Really? <laughs> Can you pass the cheese sauce? I just kind of fuck him. Give zero fucks. <laughs> right? You, you just, I just, I'm trying to tell you, you don't know what it's going to be. But it's going to be. And if you're walking the way of self-reliance, well, get ready, right? Get ready. Stop accepting the lesser you. This concludes this episode of Budo, the Way of the Warrior podcast. For more information, please visit sentiencenter.com.
S-E-N-S-H-I-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.com or find us at Facebook at Sension Center and on our YouTube channel at Sension One. Thank you for listening.